Halloween tip. Good afternoon. It is October 18th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? And just like that, Patriots are at 500. They went over to Cleveland. And you know what? They put a smackdown on, on the Browns. You know, it's just the Browns. But the way the Patriots season has been going, to win a game on the road like that, that's impressive. I, I like where we're going. I like Zappy. I, I am feeling good. We're a well-coached team. I like the style of play that we've been going with with the Zappy change. If anything, I think this is what we were hoping to get out of Mac. And it's it's um, it's questioning now that, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. I think Mac is expected to be possibly cleared to play this upcoming week now, and it's putting us in a predicament where I kind of want to go with Zappy. I like the way the team has reacted the last couple of weeks. I like that we've taken care of business against teams that we, we likely should take care of business against. I think I think I don't think there's as much parity in the NFL as we, as we once thought. I think it's all going to come down to these well-coached teams and these teams that can just take care of the ball. And I feel like we could be one of those teams. We were one of those teams this past week. I'm shocked that we were putting up these sort of points on any teams. Like that that's what's shocking. I mean, I know I'm not bragging about the defense of Cleveland and Detroit the last couple of weeks, but I mean what did we put up for points this past two weeks here? That's that's not what we're doing. The op- this week. It's not what we're doing in the upcoming uh the the weeks leading up to these. So uh, I I'm I'm all kinda I'm on the zappy bandwagon. Are, are you are you ready for a switch? Is it too soon? This is Max. This is Max team when Max healthy, Max back. I think this has more to do with Stevenson and we're not going by committee. We are giving the ball Stevenson all the time. He's a stud. And I think that is opening up other things. I think it's more him figuring it out, the team figuring it out than uh, just all, all on Zappy. Uh, I I'm, I'm fine. If Mac is not all the way healthy, keep, keep Zappy out there. But as soon as Mac is uh, back and ready to go, I am not, I, I still have the memory and it, it's Mac's team. And when he's good, he'll, he'll be ready to go. All right, well, we'll see what happens going forward. I, the one thing I will say is whatever Belichick decides, who is anyone to question it? So if he says that's the switch or if he's as loyal as you say right now, it could, I wouldn't be shocked by either, but I'm going to trust whatever he decides. It's, there's no reason to doubt it. But either way, it's a big improvement. We, we're we in it, right? We're here. I will say this, though. I think this is the best, the best Jets team of the last 10 years, possibly the best, the best Miami team of the last 10 years. And definitely the best Bills team of the last 10 years. And yet, I still think the Patriots are a pretty good team as well. So maybe this is the best AFC of ever, and we're just on the raw end of that deal. But, you know, karma, I think karma exists. I think that's very much of a earning title for our previous history of glory days. But I don't think we're that far off of it. Uh, do you do you want to get into any of the other? Uh, do you want to talk some New York football? Like, should we talk the New Jersey New York football, or should we get right into the Buffalo, which was the real show of this upcoming, of the past week here? Every other team kind of sucks, is, except Buffalo for these two. Is for real. The Bills, the Bills are for real. The other two, I think it's fool's gold. Uh, I don't think it's going to last. I think by the by the time November rolls around, we're midway through, we're getting to Thanksgiving. It is this will be something that's far in the in the, in the rearview mirror. Well, I was very entertained that Buffalo and Kansas City were able to play one another. I, I'll say that you watch the matchups of every other game that we're going to get into here. It, it's just nice to see two professionals kind of really go at it that are really good at their job. I think the quarterback play has been pretty rough across the board for this this whole season here. And either that or the defenses are getting a lot better, which is also a possibility. They've had everything go against them over the past whatever years, the trend against defenses of rule changing and hitting and 
I'm still not even sure what a catch is, and it seems to never really benefit the defense ever. So maybe we'll give some credit there a little bit. But still, nice to see Mahomes and, and Allen go at it. And the real show, I think, was at the end of the first half where in a matter of two minutes of closing here, I mean, what, what Allen and Butker put together this crazy drive with 14 seconds and they pull off like a 60-yard field goal. Who's competing with that? I, I, I know they didn't pull out the win here, but the fact that they have a capability of doing that, every other team should be fearful. And I think that's why these two are considered the, the two actual threats across the NFL. We're going to talk about some of these other teams. I don't think any of them are nearly as as threatening as, as these two. So impressive win for, for Buffalo this past week. And I don't know. What more could you say about Mahomes and all this? I mean, I, I still am a big Kansas City fan. I, I think they'll be just fine. I, I'm still he favoring them. He, he blew it at the end. I, I think everyone in America was thinking, okay, here we go, Mahomes time. Ready to march down. You know, he he's getting the ball with the, the – clearly enough time to, to score a touchdown and the hey you gave Mahomes too much time you, you can't do that and then second play he throws an interception just just like that you know the game's over it was similar to Lamar in uh going to going against the Giants which like okay Lamar Lamar is a guy you know he, he wants to get paid the, the the big bucks all right time to uh get the game winner and then you you get sacked and you fumble the ball it just yeah there there goes all the all the excitement just done well, I don't have any concern for the loss. I think that's still a very good football team. I think those are clearly the top two. I'm going to keep referencing that because we're going to talk about a lot of other rough teams here. I don't know which one you want to get into, whether it's just the, the New York Jets or the New York Giants. The Jets are going to be are four and two. The Giants are five and one. The Vikings are five and one. Are, are, are a lot any, of upsets this week. Are any of these teams? A lot teams, of like, big upsets this week. Are these teams good? Like, it's five and one, all right? That's, that's six games into the season here where I, I, I feel – if you're, if you're a team like Carolina, that's one in five. I think it's pretty confirmed. You're not that very good. They just fired their coach. That, that's some breaking news of this past week right now, and they're making some changes. I think they traded when they traded Robbie Anderson. But I don't know. It was before they fired the coach or immediately? I don't know if both were informed on the no, same. No, no, they, they fired. They fired Matt Rule last week. The the interim was in there, and the interim coach and Robbie got into it. And then they traded him the next day after he got kicked out of the game. I, Okay, well, they're one in five. That's the story there. They just traded a player after one week of one guy testing out the job over there. So just, I think it's safe to say is what after six games we confirmed that Carolina is not that very good at football this year, and that's that's okay. But because of this same you know calibration here, if we're going to base that on six games, on six games now, I got to say the Giants are five and one. Maybe they're really good. But you you're, you're saying fool's gold on this though, aren't you? <laughs> I'm saying fool's gold. I, I don't. I don't think that they're they're there for real. I, like I said, by by Thanksgiving we're gonna look at this and it, it's they're they're gonna be in 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 the rearview mirror. They they beat who you just uh, you just mentioned. One of their wins is against the Panthers. Uh, I think they got lucky last week with Lamar not having his uh, his act together. And you know, well, we'll we'll have to see. But I mean, there is a lot of uh, New York football talk, and it, I, I think that it's gonna go away relatively soon well between all of the upsets and all of the just discomfort and accepting the the success of some of these teams uh, tampa bay struggles this past week i have no idea if that's related to the, do you think it's a big deal of the, the story they're making out of brady and all this missing practice like like this, like this team didn't lose because brady wasn't prepared or wasn't at practice right like th- I don't know why they're making this such a distraction when I don't Did think he the team miss practice. I have I have no idea. It it the the story makes it sound like he's bailed out on his team and they they keep replaying this highlight of him yelling at his lineman where 
I think it's look. I, I've never played football. I'm not going to out coach everyone here right now. But I, I, I think Brady knows what he's doing. He's, he's been attached to enough success that if if he feels like the lineman deserve to be yelled at, I don't really think we're in line to question him. It, it's maybe not the best way to speak to somebody, but I think certain times for certain motions, this is this is football game. The urgency is right now. We need to really get our act together. We are currently losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had a rookie quarterback and we were supposed to have this big defense and this big offense with these receivers. And yeah, all right. I, I just think that you add all that up and I see the, I see the equation add up to some yelling. Do you, do you see, do you understand that a little bit? Not just a, a rookie quarterback, the rookie quarterback uh, got concussed. So the backup, Mitch Trubisky had to come back in. So he, he had a backup come in. Uh, he couldn't get the, the two point conversion to tie it up. Something needs to happen. A, you know, and I, I think you, you were saying earlier, whoever uh, Bill Belichick decides, there's a it's kind of a in, in Bill we trust, and I still for me, I mean, he's not on the team anymore. But I have like I, whatever Tom says, I I trust it. He's been there, he's done it. I I think it's just easy to take uh, take shots at him of oh well you lost uh, yeah well, well you really focused you know you went to a wedding on Friday, so 48 hours before your game you know, what what is everybody else doing on Friday night? I, I can guarantee you that they're not all studying film and doing everything. And there's no way that uh, Tom Brady is going into a game, not as, as much prepared as, as you possibly can be. Well, I know a lot of teams that, do you know, do you know who has the, the leading receptions on that team? If I have gauge Leonard Fournette. And if you're not familiar, Leonard Fournette is the running back. So, there, there, there's a problem right there. They've had issues with uh, Mike Evans getting uh, suspended. There's been injuries, and it's just going to take a little while. But if your running back is your leading, uh, getting the leading receptions, not not great. You know, there, there, there's other issues there. All right. Speaking of issues, the Green Bay Packers are bad at football. I'm saying it. I'm feeling it. They're, they put me in a really bad predicament in predictions going forward because I think there's a lot of teams that aren't aren't that far off than the Packers. There's, I think there's a lot of bad football teams out there. Like There's just a big group of, of average, mediocre teams that are just going to battle it out week in and week out. But, man, the Jets this past week, not only did they lose 27-10, to 10, like, like, what's, they're, they're, this, is, this is wrong in so many different ways. The, the cheese sauce at the end with the, with the, 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 the hat on all that, I, that, was, that was something that happened. <laughs> the, the, the stones of somebody <laughs> in, in cheese, Lambeau. Cheese sauce? <laughs> uh, I, I haven't heard anybody refer to it like that. That's funny. Have you have you heard of it? That the, the guy's name is Sauce, and he wore the cheese hat, but calling it cheese sauce. I hadn't heard it like that. Oh that yeah, no, no, no that, that's that's what happened. And then in, uh, uh, one of the receivers on, on Green Bay came over and smacked the hat off. If you watch the rest of the video, but yeah, that happened. I don't know. Any, I don't know the last time that happened to someone in Green Bay. It, it, it's, they're letting the Jets do it. I mean, the Jets are essentially dancing on the logo with that one there. That, that's kind of what I'm getting at. And so pretty pan, much panic button over there. Don't feel really good about that. I, yeah, I just none of these teams are very good. I, I'd love to talk about. It. I mean, do you want to talk about the success of Geno Smith? Is is that is that entertaining? Is that what is that the listeners want to hear about? <laughs> do they really want to hear about how Kyler Murray can't play football? Maybe he's too small. I think now's a bad time to start asking that question of maybe, maybe he's too small. It's kind of too late, right? Yeah. I, look, it's worked in the past. I, they they made a trade this this past week. They ended up with the the Robbie Anderson trade that happened, and then I think they just 
they signing someone else too? No, no, no. Who signs? Deshaun Jackson's going to the Ravens. That happened. I don't even hear about that. That ha- that happened. That's not a good sign over there oh, because yeah. I was hoping Bateman, who has missed the past two games, was going to make a return for the Ravens because they seem a little lost, and Lamar's been a little less accurate with I think a little less open guys, and some of that makes sense. But th- hitting the panic button and picking up someone who's not even in the NFL right now, that yeah, I I, I don't think that I don't think you should have a high expectation for that. I, I would not attach anything to that name. It's it's not five years ago. It's it's 2022. So I, w- I wouldn't get too excited. Five about years that. ago, ten years ago, man. Man, yeah, you're right. That's that's he's still there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is getting closer and closer to the hot seat. They paid, uh, they they, they paid Kyler Murray, and you don't really just go. Ah, we'll just uh, throw that money away and we'll try to find another quarterback. You're going to get rid of the coach, and uh, one of the quotes that came out that Cliff said is that. Uh, he would consider giving up play calling duties, you know, whatever it takes to win. And that usually just kind of seems as one of the, the first things of, well, you're the coach, you know, you're supposed to be doing all these things. They're like, well, you can't handle this part. Well, then you can't handle this part. And it's like, well, why are we paying you to coach the team? So I don't know, if he's not careful, he's going to be gone. Well, maybe if he had an easier schedule, you know, maybe if he had the, the Boise State football schedule in Philadelphia over there, he'd be, you know, a little bit more wins in, on there. You know, just, just added it. Like, are we really supposed to believe in the Philadelphia Eagles being six and zero? I mean, they be- you were just you're all about the the, the Giants because they're five and one. The Eagles haven't lost at all. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, and, they, and they I think are, they are jumping all over teams to start. For me, it's just this is almost just evidence that the math just doesn't make sense because this is the trend. The, the NFC East is really good. All right, the Cowboys are four and two. The, the, the Giants are five and one. Philly six and zero. What what alternate universe is this? How, how did we end up where? All of the media is suddenly successfully getting to talk about all their favorite teams every day, and they're all actually competitive. But I don't think they, any of them have any decent wins. I think the best win the Eagles have is this past week against the Cowboys, and that that was with a backup quarterback who has been successful in the past, but truthfully really wasn't that successful this past week. I, I don't think we have a lot of nice things to say about him. This is the first time that they were like, hey, so it, Dak's thumb, it's like almost ready, right? Like it's We're, we're getting there. We're getting a little bit closer. Uh, Jerry Jones said he's going to play this week. All right, well, if that's that's the best thing that they think is for the team, then, then I'm all for it. But you know, Rush has been fine. You you want to keep running Cooper Rush out there? I'm not a, I'm not that opposed. I mean, up to this past week where they arguably lost to the best oh, team in football. No, he is he's been very barely serviceable. And last week, you know, the couple of days ago, just really showed that he he is not he's not going to help you win games uh, consistently. I don't think it's fair to say that he wasn't able to beat allegedly the best team in football. I don't think Philly is, but on paper, that's that's what he lost to, and that's what he struggled against. He still won every other game. Ugh, I mean, he was on the winning team. All right. Well, you know, if if, if Dak – like, there, there is an advantage of having Dak there. I'm not, I'm not taking advantage of uh, saying that. But if the team continues to win, I, I don't know if making all these changes – like, the Patriots are in the same boat right now. Like, I like the, the team that we've been the last couple of weeks, and whether that's a huge difference with Zappy or not at all or anything, but just scheduling, I, I don't know. But I, I like the team we've been the last two weeks, so making changes to that has me a little skeptical. Up to this past week, depending on your opinion of Philly, I think that's how you could say the same thing about Cooper Rush. Man, you're really not following for that look, one, though, huh? Look, the last, you know, let, let's not even worry about his loss. The last win, you know, I'm putting win in, quote, in quotes that uh, Cooper Rush had, these are his stats. He went 10 for 16 through 100 yards, no touchdowns. 100 yards. That's it. 
look, there's probably how many guys this week threw for 300 yards and lost. I, I bet there's a couple I'm, of them. I'm, what, I, what I'm saying though is that you cannot say that he is the reason that they're winning, and that if you have Dak Prescott, you just immediately put him back in. And there's no like, I don't know, maybe we keep this Cooper guy in. It's like, no, he's not a good quarterback. Right. He's not no interceptions, so he's not killing you. But he's not the reason that you are uh, you're you're winning. He's just been on the winning team. I guess I'm just so pro running the football at this point that I don't want that to suddenly disappear with the addition of having a little bit more talented of a quarterback. Sure, there'll be plays, long third downs, absolutely. You're going to be able to get away with Dak so much more. You'll be able to take advantage of your alleged wide receiver advantages here. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good the receiver core actually ended up being here. They're they're good. They're they're not great though. I, I'm getting I getting some Denver vibes of, of these guys. Where it's like, yeah, all right, we're, we're good, but maybe one of them's really good out of all of them. But they're all in and out every other week. So we'll we'll see where it goes. But I I still like the Dallas team actually the most of the NFC East. I think that's the most bizarre part of all of this is that I'm still pro them even with this change or even without the change. I'm more sold on that defense than, than anything else in this uh, NFC East here. I'm not buying Philly and Hurts for an entire season here against all these soft teams. But, you know, maybe they, maybe it adds up to something. Maybe this is like you fake it till you make it, where they maybe don't feel like a 6-0 team. But, you know, once you end up at like 10-0, it's like, you know, we kind of got to like own this now. We, we haven't we haven't <laughs> lost now. Like, wh- who are we to say like, yeah, we really haven't played anybody. Like, just grow on that confidence. Like, what what, what more could you do? Like, you don't. You don't have control of who's who's lined up as your opponent. You just do your best, and if you win every game, you win every game. You gotta win. But I, I'm still not buying into that team. Like that's an early first round exit for me. Like I, I don't. Can you bet on that? Is that is that a bet? Is that are we allowed in this state or some states? Well, you just yeah, you you bet on the other team in the first matchup. Right. <laughs> what do you mean you can't really bet on that? I'm talking like today. That's not, that's not like, like that. Like, that's not like a really like complicated thing. No, like today, I can't. I can't do that today. You want to bet that the Eagles will lose in the first round? Yep. Well, that's not going to happen because they're going to have a first round bye. <laughs> Boom! Just you can just hand me the money, Will. I can make it easier for you. I, hey, before I, I I was asking a lot of questions pr- before all of this. This wasn't like a statement of commitment, right? This was I was asking, was I not? Uh, I don't think you could really do a uh, today. Uh, it's just too, it's too, it's too far away to get. All right. and well, just, then how about I ask specific. you a more important questions about what your picks are going to be this week? Okay. All That's right. been going well for me. So has it, I, I feel like I, I, did I gain some, did I make up ground here this, this past week? I, I, I feel like I no, did a good we, week. uh, we, we, we tied, we tied. So I made up zero ground. So I'm, I'm going to start getting, uh, getting a little squirrely here. Some of these picks to try to <laughs> try, try to recover. Well, good luck because I think every pick is all over the place here. Like I said, I think there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL and a lot of bad matchups. So, like this this first matchup here, Thursday, short week. Neither of his teams looked great last week. New Orleans Saint at the Arizona Cardinals. I try try to be like, yeah, well, at least this will happen. It's like, well, is Jameis going to play? We don't know. Is Alave going to play? We don't know. Does Michael Thomas even want to play football anymore? We don't know. Arizona gets a receiver, loses a receiver, adds another receiver, and Kyler has not been very good. And your coach statement from earlier, I think says a lot to the struggles of everything, but somebody has got to win this game. So I, I guess I'm going with Arizona. I think that it'll come down to maybe some wild wacky play that either team is capable of, but I'm, I'm going with Ky- uh, Kyler making the wackier play and somehow getting this ugly Thursday game. There will be basketball on. We're going to do an entire segment of basketball later in this podcast. 
I'd recommend watching that over this. But if this ends up getting entertaining towards the end, maybe I could watch the fourth quarter. But tough sell on me. I'm going with Arizona. Who you got? Still football. A lot of people are still going to watch way more than they're going to watch basketball. So I'm going to go with the Saints. I like what's going on with uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, It seems kind of iffy whether it's going to be Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston or both were limited at practice today, so maybe neither of them. Uh, So I don't know who comes in, if it's Taysom Hill or they they find somebody off the the street. But uh, they've really been running Kamara as more of a traditional running back, and it's working. And... Uh, I, that the running game's working. I haven't quite got the, the the wins every time, but something's weird going on in uh, in Arizona. So I'm going to go with uh, with the Saints. Man, I like that. I've been so low in Arizona too, and here you you made me look like the the more favorable one. All right, uh, next game: Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joey Burrow kind of put a, put together a couple touchdowns finally last week for me in fantasy. I think he continues to do that against these feisty Falcons who will not quit, who don't know how to win a game or lose a game, but just know how to stay in one. I don't think that's what you ever want to be in football, but that's what they are. I don't think I think they'll do the same thing. I think this game will be closer than anyone's expecting, but I'm going to trust Joey Burrow to just put up a couple more points at the end here. Uh, who are you going with? I'm also going with the Bengals. It looks like uh, Joey's starting to figure it out a little bit. I don't know, maybe he's getting a little healthier or what, but yeah, I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with them. All right, next game, Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Whether this is Rush or Dak, you said Dak's expected to start here. I think this is a huge Confidence builder for this offense. They're going to put up a lot of points. Detroit notoriously has given up a whole lot of previous weeks. Bye week's not going to add up to anything or whatever they've been doing the last couple weeks here for Detroit. Detroit is trying to lose football games. I think you're going to see them uh, try and do that a little bit more here. So I'm I'm, I'm out on that. I'm, I'm going with Dallas. Who do you got? I am also going with Dallas, especially if, uh, if Dak's back. I, that doesn't make any difference to me. Cooper, Cooper Rush could put up 30 points on this team. We, the Patriots just did, all right, with their backup. I, I think Rush is – you think Rush is better than Zappy? No. All right, well, that that's – yeah. All right, that's 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 fine. I'm not going to argue this. Uh, this seems to be benefiting my team, so I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot. Uh, Indianapolis Zappi, Col- Zappi threw 300 yards and threw for two touchdowns. It's a successful guy. He's Max team. You don't want to give him the job. <laughs> Mac and Zappy are both better than Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, oof. you want to get him out of there as quick as possible. Oh, man. I can't wait till he starts for another team. It, it's going to happen. All right, next game, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans. Uh, can you pick either of these teams in confidence ever? But, again, somebody has to win. This is this is not going to be a this – is, This should be the one where you pick your tie. This should be a tie. I, this should be your tie. This, would, this division deserves a tie every week. So how – that was an option to pick. A, I, I would I would go with it. I, I don't think I have the guts to do it, like, this openly. So I'm going to go with Tennessee for very little reason beyond I just think that they have a little bit more control over the mediocrity of their team versus the, the fluctuation in, of what indie team is going to show up every week. The, the defense for Indy has been solid sometimes, and then other times I don't understand it. The offense is just very limited. It, it, Matt, Matty Ice is, is is frozen, man. Let's 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 just let's end this. All right, let's wrap this up with someone else. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, I got Tennessee. Who are you going with? Uh, I got some really advanced analytics on this one, and the Tennessee Titans are playing at home, so I'm picking the Tennessee Titans. Real advanced. All right, next game. Real advanced. You, know, you got a you know you got a pen and paper. You, you want to make sure you write that down. <laughs> uh, Carry the one. 
Hold on. Uh, the team that scores more wins. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> every every time. <laughs> Next game, Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. A very sad game that I would not bet on. I would not watch. I would not be shocked by any outcome in this. This feels like a trap game where the Packers should win, and yet the Commanders are still hanging on there. I'm going with Green Bay. This is the week where, if this happens, I just can't pick them ever again, and that's fine. I feel somewhat committed to this team but that there's no reason to stay committed to them. they haven't proven anything to me it feels like they haven't addressed any of the issues we had coming into the season and there's no urgency i'm feeling with anyone there again rogers needed to come out and tell everyone to relax this week he didn't do that so i'm not relaxed because of that but i can't pick the commanders the commanders try to lose football games <laughs> like that this kicks in i think this week where dallas or not dallas green bay might not be that great of a team and they they're still gonna lose the commanders here so they're still going to not be able to beat them. Whatever. It's going to happen. Someone's going to have to win this game. I can see a tie in this one also, but I'll take Green Bay. Who are you going with? I am also going with Green Bay. You can't lose to the Jets at home, and then you lose to uh, lose to the Commanders. The Commanders are not very good. They uh, just lost Wentz for at least a month, so it sounds like they're bringing in uh, Heineke. And the Green Bay, they they can handle a backup QB on a, on a team like this. So I, uh, I'm going, going with Aaron Rodgers to figure it out and uh, get that W. All right, hopefully that happens in the next game with another veteran quarterback here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Plenty of drama in Carolina. I think they are heading towards the direction of not winning games. And Tampa struggles. <laughs> They're just <laughs> watching this team limp. It, it's almost like the team is aged with Brady to some degree where they're just limping now. Like, like it's fine. They're still good. I, I still have confidence in them, but they're a little dinged up. They don't always look great, but I still think they throw a hell of a punch, and I still wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. This is a game that they should win, hopefully build up some confidence against this team that's not trying to win, and maybe it's just about to trade a bunch of players by who knows. If they, if they trade everyone by this week, I don't know what team's going to end up showing up for Carolina. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them. Sounds like they've moved on for Baker. Darnold's not ready. It's going to be someone else. Uh, PJ Walker. All right. Well, it's going to be that guy. Uh, go with Tampa. <laughs> He's not going to score as many points, uh, but it, it's it's going to be fine. I'll go with Tampa. We got. I am also going with Tampa, and pretty much the same argument that I just gave for uh, Aaron Rodgers is you cannot lose these type of games back to back. I think that just. There's certain teams that are just just so low. It's just you. you it might might be closer than you're expecting, but they're they're, they're going to make sure that they they beat the Panthers. All right, next game, trap game. Don't pick any of these. I would not bet on this game. New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. Every time I pick them, they seem to go the other direction. So I'm not going to pick them anymore. And if you want to go the other direction of me, based on those, you know, good luck. I I hope it works for you, but. I'm going to pick the Giants. They're 5-1. and one. I don't feel good about it, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence knows how to take care of the football. It's becoming an issue, all right? He he needs to just just slow down, man. The car, I know, can drive 90 miles per hour. It doesn't mean you need to go that fast, but you do need to get rid of the ball that fast, and you're not doing that either. So just figure it out. I, I don't know. They have it. The Giants, like I said, are 5-1. and one. I'm not sold on Jacksonville being that great of a football team or the Giants here, but they, they seem to be winning more games than the other teams, so I guess that's the reason to pick them. Now, who you got? I am going with Jaguars, putting my money where my mouth is. I don't think the Giants are for real. I don't even think the Jaguars are really that good, but they, uh, they're they they're going to beat the Giants this week. One o'clock. Be there. All right, next game, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens doing an interesting signing, as we mentioned earlier, with Deshaun Jackson. I'm curious to see whether or not he'll be active. 
I hope Bateman's ready to go. Cleveland was a mess last week against the Patriots. Now, depending on what you think about the Patriots, perhaps that win isn't isn't a whole lot here. But Baltimore, you know, they've been up and down this year too. They there's moments where I feel like there's greatness in this offense, and other moments where it's like I don't know if anyone's open or if he could even get rid of anything. Just scramble, scramble, scramble. But they're still going to be able to outscore Brissett. I, I can't see Cleveland suddenly dominating this game. If anything, both these teams are going to run the ball, and I think Baltimore is actually going to run the ball a little bit better. So I'll, I'm going to go with home Baltimore team. Who are you going to go? I'm also going with the Ravens. Sounds like uh, Rashad Bateman is close to returning from his foot injury, and I think that just changes things up, and uh, it's another weapon for Lamar, and they'll, they'll take care of the Browns. All right, one more trap game of the week here. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Don't bet on either of these teams. I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like it's over in Denver, that Russ is hurt, and it's never going to ever work out ever somehow, some way. I don't know how many weeks we need to watch this disaster or, or what we're expecting to change. It doesn't seem fixable. What I have seen over the past couple of weeks is a competitive New York Jets team that I think is going to see blood in the water in Denver over here and is just going to jump over a team that's a mess. So I'm going with the road team. The New York Jets, I don't feel good about it. This is a very weird feeling. I don't know. Is this how Jets fans feel every week? They just feel this this irrational confidence, but Denver's just been bad. I can't I can't pick Denver. There's no like what's the if you're gonna pick Denver, give me the reason you think Denver's gonna win. Like how? What what what's suddenly gonna change? I have no idea what they're doing with the running backs, but I thought that Russell Wilson did have uh there there was there was some wiggle yesterday. Uh past weeks there's just been nothing but there was definitely a, a handful of plays where it was oh, oh okay all right there, there there's a little bit of something all right maybe they can uh they can build on this and just like with the uh, other new york team i think it's fool's gold and money where my mouth is i am going with the broncos you you should be right but i, I i've seen the last couple not just the last game but just last weeks the last six games all together there's no reason to think Denver's suddenly going to do this. And I, I think the Jets are just a better football team. All right. Um, next pick, Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. <sighs> Again, it's a, I wouldn't bet this game. I wouldn't watch this game. The Raiders are a huge disappointment. Houston is trying to lose games, and yet I think this is going to be a tank, tank game here. Where I, I'm going with Houston. I think, I think the Raiders are suddenly going to be tanking this year. I think they're hanging it all up, and they're not going to be able to turn it around and Houston's going to win this game because they're really bad. Uh, who are you going with? I am going with the Raiders. I don't know how you wouldn't watch this game because uh, Devontae Adams is super fun to watch. This is uh, far and away the best one in four team, and they're definitely going to beat the uh, beat the Texans. Oh, actually, uh, I've admitted to this. I, I forgot when we went past it, but Tampa Bay uh, Bucks are my, uh, my lock of the week. Oh, lock it in. All right. I don't, I don't know if I feel real good about a lock this week. Uh, next game, Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. I watched the Chargers again last, last night, and very similar to Denver. It's like, all right, well, what point do we just turn the on switch and this works? I know they're 4-2, but they don't – I don't like the way they play. They should they, – I don't know if I had a different expectation of what I thought it was going to look like the way they play or the, the way they – I thought they would win games. It's just they're not doing it. I don't feel good about it. I, I This seems like a – a game where Geno Smith is going to be able to win, and that's not that's not a good company for Herbert. Uh, I'm going with the Seattle Su uh, Seahawks here, and I, I, that's fine. It's fine. I feel good about it. This is this is your week to really make up some ground if you want, but you're going to be sadly disappointed. Because again, what have you seen of the Chargers that's going to make you think they're they're good? They just barely beat a Denver team that's awful. That game uh, was 
meant to end in a tie. Uh, <laughs> I was rooting for 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 Denver. I uh, didn't really have uh, much of a much much of a rooting interest. Uh, I did have uh, Melvin Gordon on a couple fantasy teams, and it was just awesome. Uh, in the second quarter when they showed him on the sideline with no helmet and just looking very upset. Uh, so that was, that was a bunch of fun. So it was just kind of leaning towards Denver. And like I said, that game was headed for a tie, but about midway through after, I think it was maybe the the, the third punt of overtime. I said, I no longer care who, uh, who wins, but I want there to be a winner. And the next punt was muffed and then ball game over. So uh, thought the chargers might try to chargers, but they, uh, they, they weren't able to, so they got the W and I will be going with the, uh, the, the chargers against uh Old Geno Smith. Why? Again, what have the Chargers done? That's fool's gold. Four for and me. two. They're four and two. They're at home. They're playing uh, against Geno Smith. There's going to be more Seattle fans there. They're going to travel. Yeah, I don't care. The Chargers are used to that. Herbert is—he's only played for for the Chargers. He doesn't—he doesn't know what it's like. Six, 17 road games every year. <laughs> Just... Yeah. Yeah, he's fine with it. All right, uh, next game, Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. Niners not looking so great past week. I think they'll be fine. This seems like a game that they shouldn't win, but I'm still I'm still in with the Niners, but the Chiefs aren't going to lose two games in a row. They're really good. They're a step above everyone else. Niners will be fine. I'm not worried too much about this loss upcoming here. Well, it's fine. Mahomes gets everything done on the road here. Not going to be too hard. Uh, not going to lock it, but going to the Chiefs. Who you got? Yeah, give me Mahomes and the Chiefs. Just again, not, haven't haven't been sold on the Niners. They don't I think they have the firepower to compete with that. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. Not entirely sure what's going to be going on for either of these teams' quarterback situation. I believe Tua will be back. That makes me want to pick them. I think they could even win this game with Bridgewater. But you know, Pittsburgh again. They, they depending what your thoughts are on Tampa Bay, which I still think they're a decent team. They put together with the the combo quarterback last week of a little start of a rookie and a little bit of Trubisky. I don't think it'll be both of that this upcoming week, but it just makes me not want to pick the team. But I'm going to go with Miami, assuming that uh, they get the, they get someone back. I, I don't feel good about Trubinsky on the road, and I, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I don't feel I don't feel good about any of these picks here. Uh, who you got? Yeah, I'm also going with the Dolphins. Uh, I think Pittsburgh used their magic last week, and there's not going to be any left for, uh, this week uh, in prime time. All right, last game. Perfect. I do have a lock of the week, and it's going to be the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Lock in the Patriots for the win. Belichick is going to have a master scheme on this. Justin Fields is going to wish he never played Belichick ever, and he 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 maybe this may be a game where we just break him. This, we're going to take advantage of everything. I, I hope he's able to scramble and do do some wild plays because I'd like to watch that. But I think this is going to be a shutout for the Patriots here, where we hold the Bears to zero. Bears aren't going to score. Lock it in. Do, do you think that we just put uh, like 10 guys in the box or just really up it and just put, put 11 guys in the box and just say, please, please, Fields, throw it? Zero. Zero to it's probably like 21. And I'm, not, I'm not entirely sold on our Patriots offense yet. But, sir, I'm putting a zero near the Bears. Lock it in. I'm assuming you're locking in the Patriots as well. Who you got? Oh, I'm picking the Patriots, but I already used my lock on, uh, on the Bucks. All right. Lock in every week, Patriots for Zach. It's it's going to happen. All right, we'll see how the picks turn out this week. So far, I've got a little bit of a lead. Sounds like we disagreed on a couple this week. This is this is how the game works, and it's how it works if you're behind as well. You know, you got to kind of pick against me to some degree. I also think you're, you're should, in the driver's seat for sure. 
I also think you should be making the picks before you listen to the podcast. But sure, you know, uh, listen to the experts a little bit. I, I, you know, we were probably not helping anyone. It's not like we're, we're crushing it on perfect weeks here. It's like, yeah, listen to these guys. They seem to be know what they're doing. Uh, all I right. wouldn't be surprised if some people listen to us and pick the opposite. All right, well, we got a lot to talk about here in this podcast. We're trying to cram in a whole bunch of stuff. The NBA season does start today. And with that, we're going to do a whole bunch of predictions. We're going to predict some teams we think are going to be successful and win more games in their anticipated number, as well as a couple you know, anticipated disappointments of teams we think will go under their win totals. Uh, we'll do all of our normal NBA award predictions, as well as a couple unique ones. Uh, I have all of my rankings for the East and West, and I may read those out at some point to just kind of clarify everything. But how about we start? You want to start with the good news or the bad news? Start with bad news. You want to start with the bad news? All right. Who is your under team? That the team that has a uh, that is likely to win less games than their expected win total. That team for me is the Clippers. They're coming in at fifty-two and a half. Fifty-two and a half. That 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 is a bunch. I think that has them as the 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 fourth most. Two, three. Yeah, that has them as the the fourth best team in the in the entire league. I just think that they got two guys coming off of not playing for, for a long time. You know, they for sure had the whole off season. I don't know how much they're really going to play, uh, you know, and, and that's assuming that they're at, at full strength. Uh, I think they, there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that could go wrong. And I think that they, you know, the 52 and a half is just too high of a number and they are going to go under. I agree that there are definitely some concerns with this team, but I, I if there was ever any way to prepare for the expected injuries of every other every player on this team, this was the way to prepare for it. I think there's incredible depth on this team. I would not want to coach this team. There's enough argument to be made by just every player on this team that they could play over one another, and hopefully that's a, a good kumbaya harmony there. I, I, I don't know if every one of these players is at a point in their career where they're just unwilling to work with one another and feel entitled to any sort of minutes and as long as they have that attitude, they're all going to be able to take every other day off because I think there's a lot of good talent on this team. The Kawhi thing is all up in the air, though. I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to predict that Kawhi is going to come in and the games he does play, he's going to be awesome. I'm predicting that right now. He hasn't been phenomenal of recent. He hasn't even just played of recent. We don't know anything about his injury history or recovery or when or how long he's been playing. The, the mystery of it all is, is very up in the air, but I think they're going to be all right. I like the depth of this team, and I think they're as prepared as ever to have Kawhi sit out every other games or Paul George sit out every other games or Patum only play half the season. They got guys like Norman Powell coming off the bench. I don't know what to expect out of this John Wall thing, but it's depth. It's guys that I think are hungry and sick and tired of watching the success of every other team out there. There's a lot of teams that got better. They're one of the teams that got better. I got them as a three seed, so I'm disagreeing with that one. But my under for the year – oh, man, I got a couple here. I'm trying to think of what my – my favorite prediction of for under here. All right, my under. Yeah, this is this is your this is your lock, you know. Yeah, all right, you can lock in this. The Memphis Grizzlies will win less, less than forty eight and a half. I'm going under on that. They, all right, the, the year of experience they got is is great, but I also think they've got a year of more injury bugs that have kind of started already. I don't know where Triple J is going to come back. He's already been hurt, and even if he does come back, it does feel like a a pattern already that I can expect him to be missing sometime this year and like I said a lot of other teams in this division in this whole conference have gotten better some are healthier some added a whole bunch of things some teams that were better than them are even better this year so they're, they're competing with that I got them as a six seed but I don't think they're gonna win 48 and a half games I got them under that 
so last year they won 56. So you think that they're going to win seven-ish less games, but it's really not them getting better or worse. It's them just dealing with tougher competition. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like this team. Look, there's a feistiness and a hungriness to this, right? My, my playoff predictions with this team are far more than the regular season. I think the youth is almost going to bite them where I think they're going against a lot of veteran teams that are going to know what they're doing at the end of games a little bit better in this team. There's still a learning curve to this, but I love the hungriness of this team. And, and I think they'll progress this year, but I, I think it's just a long season and it's hard to be consistent with it. I think they'll be have better luck in a seven game series than they will in an 82 game schedule. I think that they dealt with their, their own injuries last year. And I, I haven't penciled in for, for two in the West. Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, I'm all in on that. I love I love watching Jaw. They're a fun team to watch. I, I, I like the energy. I just think there's a lot of teams that got better. Like I, th- I think New Orleans is better. I think Minnesota is better. I think the Clippers are better. I think Denver is better. I think the Warriors are better. The Lakers are healthy. Sacramento is better. Like These are, these are just teams that I, I think have improved in just this division. I mean, I could even argue Portland's better. Houston's better. And and they're they're not even I, I I got those two a twelve and thirteen ranking in the conference that's not great, but I think they're better this year than they were last year. So just I think I think it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be really competitive. I think there's gonna be some really good teams at the top here, and they're gonna kind of fall into that second tier, and they'll be they'll be clawing their way all year for it. All right, a couple uh, good news ones then. How, how about our win locks for some over picks here? Uh, who do you got for winning more games than their win total expect expectations? My lock for wins over is the San Antonio Spurs. They are at 22 and a half. It is projected as the worst in the league. I just think with Greg Popovich there, he's just he's just not going to be able to do it. And they're not going to be making the playoffs or making any noise, uh, you know, by you know by any stretch of the imagination. But I just think that they're going to beat the other bad teams at the bottom, and that they'll will go over it. And just there's just there's no way with a guy like with, with Popovich that they'll just the the worst team in the league uh they they got they got some talent over there and i i i just i I can't see them going under that number that number is so low i have the spurs ranked 11th in the finishing here i know the goal coming in is that we're trying to tank but there's no way you can tell me that popovich isn't going to coach a team and and i think a popovich coach team with you know a couple no-name guys is still a pretty competitive team they're going to play hard they're going to play defense they're going to play smart they're going to know exactly what they are, and there's going to be games that they just get crushed and are too, you know, under, just just under talented. They don't have they don't have the competitive part there. But I, I still think they're going to stay in games, and that's going to be an annoyance for a lot of teams. I also think other teams are going to really turn on the tank tanking thing like hard, like they're just going to play abysmal. Like, and I don't think Pop's capable of watching his team just play poorly. They could be under talented, but they're not going to play poorly if you know what I mean. And I think, like you said, that's going to add up to more wins than anyone's expect, uh, expectations could have this year. They're not going to finish last. I can guarantee that. I will lock that for sure. Spurs will not finish last. All right, my over, I got the Philadelphia 76ers at over, and but I really want to talk about my Toronto pick over here. 45 and a half. I really like the Toronto team. I think they're really sneaky, really competitive. I like everybody that they're bringing back. I think they're made some decent additions. Uh, I think Otto Porter's a good signing. I, I thought he had decent value for the Warriors last year, and I'm – I'm in on it. I like the Scotty Barnes thing. I, I I like what they're going here. I refuse to believe that that is the Fred Van Vliet that we're going to see this year. I think he was clearly hurt last year, and that's just it just happens. And I, I don't think he'll be hurt at the start of this year, and I think he'll fix that shot, and everything will go back to normal, and that they will be a sneaky East team that nobody liked playing last year. 
that was a trap game all of last year. They were they made a huge run. Beyond the, the Siakam slow start, once they kind of got it going, this was a good team. I got them finishing fifth in the East, and that's just a loaded East, but I think they'll win more than 45 and a half games. What about you? That'll that'll put them that'll put them right right where they uh right, right where they were last year. Yeah, not, uh, it, I have the uh, yeah I have I have the, I have Toronto at, at five as well. All right, well, I'm just gonna read down my rankings in the East in the West real quick here, and then uh, we'll go into some awards. Unless uh, unless you want to talk about any of these teams individually, I, I think some of these awards you may touch some of them. Uh, yeah. I'll go down my rankings, and then maybe you can comment them or disagree on uh, whatever you want to go with here. So, uh, all right. So, in the East here, I got Philly going first. I got them over on 50 and a half. Milwaukee at two. Brooklyn at three. Boston at four. Toronto at five. Cleveland at six. Miami at seven. Chicago at eight. Atlanta at nine. Detroit at 10. The Knicks at 11. Orlando at 12. Charlotte at 13. Washington at 14. And Indiana at 15. I, I this this is more of and I think there's gonna be a tight bunch here. I don't think the Knicks have improved as much as these other teams, which is why I'm not really gonna give them any love. I think they'll finish under. I think they have the wrong coach for the pairing here. Other than that, I think everything else is more or less expected. I think where you would want it to fall. Chicago is an interesting one where the Lonzo thing it, it seems so hinged on that. Where I think they were still a good team last year. They they played really good defense, and I think they're capable of doing that again. Now they didn't make the improvements that Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly made. So that's that's just tough. That's just like who's competing with that? Atlanta's the same one, same way. I think they are better this year than they were last year, but I don't think they're better than these other teams, and I don't think the style of play that they're aiming to go for is is going to be more successful than these other teams ahead of them. Uh, do you have anyone drastically ranked any differently? I think the biggest difference is you had the Nets at three. I had them at, at eight in a in a playing game. I can totally see that. I I, I also just I think, I think yeah I think the Nets have the the widest range of possibilities. I mean, with any team, you know, your 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 main guy gets hurt in game one, uh, you know, uh, but like. Just kind of uh, everyone's healthy where the range could be. I think the Nets have the the farthest or the, the, the widest. I think it's a tough coaching situation similar to the Clippers as well, where you're going to have a lot of guys that maybe feel entitled to minutes. And a lot of guys are like, you know what? I can I can't play back the backs. I will happily split games with so and so. But, you know, you're going to get guys like Joe Harris back. Seth Curry's hopefully going to come back. You know, we'll see what we get out of TJ Warren. These are all guys they didn't really have last year that are are decent players. And then the Ben Simmons factor where. I don't know if you're suddenly going to you know, be talking MVP, most improved player kind of talk with him, but I do think that there's a value in having a guy that was worthy of a James Harden trade. Now, whether that was a good trade or bad trade, it's a, it's a piece that you didn't get last year that you gave up that you got something back for. So I think that's still a positive addition. I think defensively he's going to make a huge impact on this team. It's going to look a little weird at the end of games where he's just – I don't think he's going to play. I think they have better, way better options for end of games than him, and that's either something he's going to have to get comfortable with or – Nash is going to have to get comfortable making that move without whatever potential drawback comes from that. I, I don't want to hear any stories about, oh, Simmons is, you know, mental health is all damaged because, you know, Nash won't play him at any games. Well, dude, like, shoot the ball or learn how to shoot the ball and, you know, maybe we, maybe we could talk about it. Like, this isn't – nobody's done this to you other than yourself, right? Like, can we, can we stop feeling bad for everyone? Uh, all right, so I think that's the one big disagreement there. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in the East here before we jump into my West rankings? All, all good. 
All good. All right. West rankings here. I got the Warriors finishing at one, Denver at two, Clippers at three, New Orleans at four, Minnesota at five, Memphis at six, Phoenix at seven, Lakers at eight, Sacramento at nine, Dallas at 10, Spurs at 11, Houston at 12, Portland at 13, OKC at 14, and Utah at 15. I like New Orleans. I like New Orleans a lot. Actually, we could just kind of jump into the, the, the category here, at least for, for Coach of the Year. Willie Green is, is my prediction for this. I think New Orleans with Zion addition here. I liked what they were doing last year. I think CJ was a really good trade, a good veteran ball handler that is probably at a point in his career where he doesn't need to be the main offensive focus, but you know, maybe you know, give you a little firepower here and there, and I, I, I just think he's due as well. A lot, of, a lot of bad mismatches, a lot of teams that he was on in Portland over there where they just went against teams with too much talent. Now he's on a team where he's not one of the main guys and they have a ton of talent around him. So all in all in on New Orleans, I think four is a great spot for them. I think it'll be enough to get him a coach of the year if they're able to win some home court advantage going into the playoffs. So that's my coach of the year, and I think that's my big West kind of move here. Minnesota's a little funny, but I just think other teams are going to find this so awkward and so weird to adjust defensively against them. They're just going to be so long. Uh, so they're kind of a sneaky team where I don't think they're going to be successful in the playoffs, but I think they will just disrupt the regular season defensively, and that's going to be enough to put them in a five seed in the West. Uh, all right, I gave my coach of the year. You want to give your, your any huge disagreement here with the my West rankings? You just trash the uh, Lakers the, in some way? Just <laughs> the. the... <laughs> Well, I'm always I'm always down down <laughs> down for that. Uh, the, the the biggest one is you had the the Nuggets at two. I have the the Nuggets at eight. Yeah, I, again, I'm not I'm not I'm not entirely shocked or locked into that. I I just I like the moves that they made. I think they are better than they were last year, and I think the style of play that they play is just easier to reproduce than a lot of the style of play for a lot of these teams across the board is and. That's, that's going to be hard to do. There could be some Jokic fatigue. He did play over the summer. I'm curious to keep an eye on that, of how many teams and players are dealing with guys that played in the Olympics or whatever FIBA international games or whatever other country games they were required to play in. I, I think that does add up, but some of these guys are just superhumans. Like, I, I, Is Giannis capable of taking a day off? Like, this, If he wasn't playing over there, do you think his workouts at home would be any less stressful? No. Yeah, so... Uh, all right, I gave my coach of the year. Uh, who do you got for this year for your uh, coach of the year? This is one that uh, that we agree on. I uh, I, I, have, I fully agree as well, and pretty much echo everything that you said. Uh, if you want to win coach of the year, it's a lot of what the perception is going in, and you have to you have to beat it. And so it's going to be, I think, a combination of you know you, you do have a, a bunch of guys, and you got to integrate them together. A lot of young guys, and I think he can go over his uh, his win total. And if he does that, then it, you know it's prime. It's right there for him. It's it's going to be ironic where if they end up being really bad this year and suddenly we just blame this guy entirely, where he's out of a <laughs> job. They're, they they finish as a 10 seed. They lose in the playing game. I, I sadly could see that happening as well. But I, I, I like the odds, odds of this going very well. I think Willie Green is a good coach, and I think this is a good set, situation for everyone involved. So uh, in agreement with that one, I did write down Ty Lu. I think he's worthy of there, but – uh, I think the Clippers will be a little bit better, and I think it's going to be a little bit harder of a coaching job than anyone's going to give him credit for. Uh, MVP, let's do that one next. I have Joel Embiid with Philly finishing first. I know that you're already going to come at me with the how many games is he going to play and are we going to let this happen, but I think the way this team is set up that he can lean on Maxi a little bit more. I think Harden's going to be in a little bit better shape. 
I also think Harden is going to be in such a ideal teammate mode that he hasn't been in in the past years that is just going to feed everything to Embiid, feed everything to Maxi, and really be kind of the engine just enhancing everything around him. And I and I think that's going to lead to a dominant Joel Embiid season that's going to lead him to the one seed. I think they're really going to care about home court this year and want to just play in Philly a little bit more. And, you know, shout out to Doc. I think they're going to be able to do it. I, I think this is a, a capable team. So I got Joel Embiid. I wouldn't be mad if anyone had Giannis. I, I honestly picking picking against Giannis just feels foolish. Like if you if you just want a safe bet, just just pick Giannis. He's bringing it every night. It seems like a, a safe bet, but I'm gonna go with the not safe bet because this isn't always like a justified award. The definition to all these we'll get into with some of the fluctuation of what what is good and what is not good and what it, you need for this to happen. You need to have the right storyline, as you mentioned. Your team can't be too good, but it has to be successful. So. You're, there's a weird gray area in between that. So I'm going to go with Embiid. I wouldn't be mad if you picked Giannis, but uh, who'd you pick? Of course I picked Giannis. Why would you not pick Giannis? It's silly to pick anybody else. I know. I... He's, he's a, he's a, he was going to win last year, uh, but got hurt. It was just hurt too many games. Uh, when he's out there, it's easy to see that he's the best player out there. Uh, he, terrifying to, to defenses and terrifying to, to offenses. He's, uh, he's well-liked. Uh, I think that, or I know, Middleton's going to be out the, the, the first month, so he's going to have to carry the team. And once he, uh, he comes back, I think the team's going to be successful. And I think that uh, it, it's just it's going to be an easy guy to, uh, to, to vote for. All right, last name I wrote down for the MVP, and th- this is almost like scratch it out and it's like faded. It's been erased a little bit. But if the Emei Adoka situation didn't happen, I, I, I think this is Tatum's year. And you're under the belief that this, this whole three coaches in three years is, is somehow not going to hinder us in, in any way. But it, I, I don't show me the storyline where this is successful and show me the storyline where this team was able to be like before Ime, unless the discipline stays the same, which I think it's just going to be impossible to replicate that. I, I just I have concerns all over that. But, you know, if, if you think they're really going to be a big deal, Tatum is going to be for sure a candidate here. And that may be some disrespect to Jalen Brown, but I, I just think Tatum is really capable of taking the step this year, and this is the year he's going to do it. We saw it a little bit in the playoffs last year. Just got to have a little bit more consistency about this, but I think he's capable of playing most games of the year, and that's an advantage that I don't think every other team has. I think even Giannis is going to be forced to sit out some games where they're just like, hey, man, like chill out. And I don't know if they're going to have to do that with Tatum. I think he can have a steady season playing a lot of games. So just throwing his name out there, I'd, I'd, I'd like it to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I'm so worried about this coaching situation. It, it's, it seems like a big deal to me. Do you, do you think it's a big deal? I uh, would have preferred uh, to have Ime and have the, you know, just the, the, the success we had the second half of, of last year and, and into the playoffs, but not, not an option anymore. Uh, it's never good to have three coaches in, in three years, but I think that most of the time when that happens, it's because the team is not very good. I, I don't know if you could ever find a three coaches in three years and there's a, a you know, finals appearance in there. So I think, we have the continuity on the team. All the main players have been on the team for a few years now. I think that helps. I think all the guys are, uh, are I was going to say, obviously all the guys are a year older than they were last year, but I'm saying the, uh, the, the younger guys, it's hard to be calling them the, the younger guys now. You know, Tatum is, uh, I think he's 24, so uh, Brown's got to be 25. Like now you're getting into your, your, your mid 20s. There's a little less of the, you're trying to figure things out. And hey, like I, I know what's going on. Uh, I I like that you're the one pushing for Tatum to be the uh, be the MVP. Uh, if if his kind of makes a linear uh, jump, which you know doesn't always happen, 
he was all NBA last year. So the next step up from there is, you know, legit MVP uh, consideration. And I, I think it's just, it, it's, it's a little too early. You know, he, he's only, only 24. Uh, it's definitely in his future, but just it's, it's a tad early and just figuring that out and to go on one of those like absolute heaters that MVP guys have like, you know, a few years ago and Harden has it and it just, he's putting up 40 points consecutive nights and you just see it and it's just, Oh man, this guy is just going supernova. Just, I don't think he just quite has all the skills yet to just be able to do that just for, you know, a two, three week stretch. One thing I want to add to the weight of all of these awards in comparison to every other season, I think this is as talented as the NBA has ever been. And maybe we say that every year the talent pool just gets better and better. The international pool gets better and better. I mean, there's just so many good players. And I think a lot of the teams have more than one player and maybe even two, three, some, some teams even have four of, of guys that you would have starting on your team years ago and be happy to have. And I think it's just more of a credit of if you do win the MVP this year, you beat some real bad dogs out there, man. Like you want to get some competition. That, I, that's why I'm kind of throwing Tatum out there where we end up being a really high seed this year and he's played every game. It, it's going to be, he, he beat up Giannis, he beat up Embiid or, or some other version of that. Or they beat up Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD. Like this, the the winner of this year, what you're going to have to go through to get through everything is, is going to be very impressive. So I'm putting more weight on all of these awards across the board because this is an all time talented season. I just hope everyone was able to stay healthy. Doesn't ever happen, but we can still hope for it on paper. This is this is gonna be a hell of a year, so I'm excited for it. If the Celtics can play defense and they can buy into the coaching and be disciplined, for sure. There's there's a there's a road for success. We've done it the last couple of years. As long as we can get through the competition, you know, we'll see what happens. Speaking of defense, let's talk about the defensive player of the year. My vote this year is going to be for Jared Allen in Cleveland. I think Cleveland is suddenly going to become a lockdown defensive team. They just need Mitchell to buy in, and I think Mitchell, if they give him the green light to do whatever he wants at the end of the game, which is what they're going to kind of need from him, I, I like the the opportunity of here, and I, I'm just a really big Jared Allen fan. I hope he gets the credit for it. I wrote down Giannis and Gobert. I think Giannis, again, if you want to make a safe bet, this is the guy you write down. I, I, I He's going to show up every game. He's going to be every bit of a tense as he's ever been every other game in the past years, and that just leads to a ruthless defender that you don't want to go against that's stronger and playing harder than anyone else. It's very scary. Gobert, I think it's just going to get in the mix because Minnesota is going to screw up a lot of teams this year. I don't know if it's going to lead to a ton of wins, but they're going to frustrate the hell out of them to the point where you're going to have to talk about this guy's defense again. Uh, but my vote's going to be with Jared Allen. Who did you go with? I am going with Giannis, but I also did uh similar to you uh, Cavaliers guy, but I went with uh Evan Mobley as like a kind of kind of a dark horse in that in that mix, but I think you think Giannis is, is going to be healthy this year. I think he's coming off the Euro basketball, which he he did not win, but he was playing basketball over the summer. And I think just you know he like no rest. And it's a guy like Giannis, he doesn't need any rest. He's just he's ready to go. He, you know, no rust, just right into the into the next season. I'm sure that he has got to be got to be hungry with the the Middleton injury last year, thinking that his season ended a little bit short. So I think it's going to be at both ends. And that's why I think he's going to win MVP. And I think defensive player of the year is going to be right behind it. I, I am still haunted by the Giannis playoff matchup of last year that we won that we were, we were success. We, we won. We it's, were it's successful. Got tired. It's because we wore him out. That's the only reason it was not a, a skill thing. Haunted. The, 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 the idea of watching every night, being like, we got to go against that. And this year, one of the, uh, the rule changes, there's no more take fouls. Well, I, 
you could still do a take foul, but now it's a uh, it's kind of like a flagrant. It's a a foul shot and the ball. So no more of the Giannis has got the ball and you know on the move and just like well I'm just gonna follow him at half court. I mean you, you can do it, but I, it's, it's gonna be a lot of points. Yeah, I, I man, his free throw shooting I think is only gonna improve as well. So this guy, this guy's an animal. This guy's a monster. I think he's he's ready. I'm watching him dunk against Olympic guys in the, in the FIBA tournament. It's just not fair. It's just, <laughs> just abuse. Some I'm watching some of the pivot moves he was that he does to professional NBA guys, and watching him do the same moves against just undersized guys. Just oof, diff, different animal. All right, next next award. I'm not entirely sure if this award has been defined or improperly defined of recent. This is this is the most improved award, most improved player. I we we've had a previous discussion on what qualifies this. I. I I wrote down Zion. You kind of laughed that off of, of saying, like, I don't think that's possible for him to be most proof. But for me, I think it's just kind of mid-merge as a comeback player of the year. So I, if you want me to go a little bit more traditional way, I think Maxi is a qualified guy, and I think Scotty Barnes are qualified guys. But Jaw ruined this whole thing because he won Rookie of the Year, and then he won this, and it was like, well, he was a high draft pick. Wasn't he supposed to do that? Like, this is this. This is the ascension he was supposed to make. I thought this award was a little bit more for un- unknown guys that then you suddenly become known for because they made that much of an improvement. I think Maxi fits that a little bit better, but it could easily be Scotty Barnes because of the same reason Jaw gave it. And, and I don't know. You you explain to me why your guy should win the award and what do you think the award actually means? I think that it's going to be uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's coming over from uh, from the Kings to the, the Pacers. I don't think the Pacers are going to be very good. I think he's going to get a lot of run. And uh, sometimes I kind of cheat with this one and kind of look at, at fantasy basketball. And he was ranked in the first round and kind of getting drafted in the second round, but was definitely a name where when you see him there, you just wait, wait a minute. Do, do, do I have like the rankings like correct? Like he, he's up with all the like household names. And I don't think Tyrese Halliburton is exactly a, a household name right now, but I think towards the, uh, the end of this year, I think he he'll be more in that conversation, uh, so that's why I think that he'll uh, he'll win most improved. That, that's fine. I I like I like Halliburton. They're gonna try to make him play as little games as possible this year. I'm not sure if they've figured out a way to do that. I still haven't figured out why Sacramento traded a guy, actually traded him specifically, who seemed very comfortable and happy in Sacramento. It, like that just seems bizarre to me that there's. I don't know if you just say that post trade and be like, well, I actually was really happy over there just to say that, but questioning for me. I, I'm in on Halliburton. I think he could have a huge deal, a huge season. They're not going to win a lot of games, though. So I, I'm a little skeptical he won't qualify when he just doesn't play enough. Uh, all right, next one, sixth man of the year. I wrote down Malcolm Brogdon. It's a dream scenario. No way. I no just, way. I just trashed your, your injury thing with your last pick here. This is, this is if he stays healthy. Now the same no, pick. has nothing has nothing to do with that. He could be he could play all eighty two games. Six man of the year award has never gone to the guy that's the you know actually the, the most impactful. It goes to the guy that comes off the bench that scores the most points. Your Lou Williamses, you know, those type of guys. And I, I just don't think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be putting up twenty something points a game. All right, well Jordan Poole might, and that's the other name I wrote down, and that seems that seems like an overconfident lock for. If the if everyone stays healthy in front of him, it's gonna be hard for him to crack the the starting lineup. But if, I I think there's gonna be multiple points where both Malcolm Brogdon and Jordan Poole do start this year, and it'll just be regular injury rotation, nothing nothing too serious. But that that may hurt their odds of 
being six man. But I'd say they're they're the clear cut for the favorites here. They're both on teams that I think are going to win a lot of games, and it's it's just a matter of coming up with your own storyline. I I actually think Malcolm Brogdon's going to be more successful off the bench than, than anyone can expect. Now I I just totally expect him to not play the whole year, but I, this is what I want to happen. So I'm I'm going with him. That's my pick. I I got him for the six man. Who are you going with? I'm I'm going with uh, Jordan Poole because I think he will score the most points off the bench for his team. Yeah, no, that, that's that's how that works. All right, next one, rookie of the year. Well, hold on, before before you, before you move on, just just hear the, the this list and tell me which of these guys uh, is known for for defense. Tyler Hero, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith, James Harden, Lamar Odom. Now we're into the that that's a, over a decade's worth of the 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 winners. Do you think Malcolm Brogdon is a better player than any of those guys? I think he's in the same realm. It's tricky because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I said James Harden, but this is 2012 James Harden. So it's different ages and different expectations. Uh, But, I I mean, I totally agree with you that I think Malcolm Brogdon could be the best actual six man. I just don't think he'll win the award. All right. Well, we just got to sell the narrative. Look, we never thought Smart would win Defensive Player of the Year. We managed to sell that one. And everyone in the league hates him. I don't know how he managed to win that one. I feel like we just got tired of giving it to certain guys, and we were like, oh, we got to give it to someone else. Let's give it to this guy. Not just uh, – I saw something recently. He's in the top five for negative comments on Twitter. <laughs> well, who's who, who's who's measuring this, right? Who's taking the time to keep count this? Why? Who's counting this? Don't keep score, right? You don't need to keep score in life of negative things like that. You're just wasting time. That, that, scientists that, I, don't, I don't know you know people that got you know time i, I it's not for me but yeah uh marcus smart is uh 20 to 1 to win the uh defensive player of the year i don't think that'll happen all right uh next one rookie of the year i'm gonna go keegan murray i think this is gonna be you said six man is generally the guy that scores the most i think rookie of the year is generally the guy that gets the most ball touches and He's just gonna—he's just gonna get a lot more shots than anyone else, and he's gonna get a lot more opportunity than anyone else. I think he's gonna play a little bit more minutes, and that's gonna lead to him looking like the best rookie. Now, I don't know if he's actually the most talented rookie, but I think he's gonna get the most opportunity this year. Paolo, for sure, can can do that, but I think there's gonna be other guys that may be fighting with some minutes over there. I know he's top pick and all that, but they—they they have a lot of top picks ahead of him, before him, and around him. So. I think he'll play, but he won't get quite the same opportunity. I think Murray will get this year. So I'm going with Keegan Murray for Rookie of the Year. Who do you got? I'm going with Paolo. You give me the opportunity to pick uh, the favorite and a, and a Duke guy. Uh, easy decision. He's got the NBA body. He, he's ready to go. Orlando is going to be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the East. He's going to get plenty of time. Uh, there's not going to be any sort of, oh, I don't know if you should be taking those sort of shots. It's going to be feed the number one pick, make it happen, get him Rookie of the Year. You know, Orlando wants that sort of uh, good publicity down there. They don't really have a ton of uh, good, feel-good uh, basketball stories. So I think that that's why uh, Paolo will, will win with it without even much, much difficulty. Uh, totally possible. Not these all, all these sort of awards, this award specifically is, it's like who's going to be the good rookie on the bad team? <laughs> yeah. You know, who's, who's going to be the guy that put up some numbers on a bad team? And then next year we'll make fun of them for that. Be like, well, you're just a, a guy that put up numbers on a bad team. But this year we'll reward you for it. I think it's a funny place. And then and then if you do really good the next year, we'll give you the most improved player when you become an all-star. 
Because yeah, right. <laughs> what's, this, this, this whole thing is a, it's, it's a weird narrative to, to stay along with the storylines that they want to enhance a little bit more. Like, oh, we really like Jaw rookie year, beat out Zion, let's promote this. Ah, oh, Jaw's really awesome, Zion sat out the whole year, gotta give him most improved. Like, and then I hope Zion just wins MVP this year. Just just shuts everybody up. <laughs> what are the odds on that one? Is that crazy? We both got uh, New Orleans pretty high. The what? Zion being MVP. That'd be a big jump. I think the Pelicans would couldn't just. I, I just don't think they can jump that high. I don't think he can. He can jump that that high. Not not in one year. <laughs> well. I've seen him jump pretty high. He's a pretty freakish human being, right? <laughs> I think he can jump higher than anyone else in the NBA, and that, he's also the largest player in the NBA. So just just factor all that in. You're saying that I don't is know impossible. if that's true anymore. I it doesn't need to actually be weight large, right? I still oh, okay. Gonna, he's one of the strongest guys in the NBA. Is that is that safe to say? I don't. Is that uh, probably? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go against that. There, there's there's that freaking Giannis strength too. That's like the, a different kind of strength the, the effort attached to it is just freakish anyways that that'd be exciting the, the hard part i think for zion is i'm not sure i'm not entirely sold that he's even the best player on his team and that's that's a good thing i think i think ingram did a lot of good things last year and could be very mm-hmm. competitive going into this year and i hope the chemistry between them is able to work and that they're able to find a way to coexist because th- there's a scenario where they're like if they like i just hope they don't blow this they may go the rest of their careers wishing they played with somebody as talented as one another and they need to recognize that that year is this year so they gotta make it work, uh, but no, no, no worries there, right? Do you got a, you got any concerns with the teammate drama over there? Both part of the brotherhood, no, no problems. All right, no problems there. Well, how about the recap of the drama of the previous week here, where Draymond Green, there was an allegation that he uh, got an altercation with Jordan Poole, and then a video leaked that he physically assaulted Jordan pool and just he punched him in the face punched him in the let's face not, let's not dance around it he punched him in the face and the results of it all are to no shock to me nothing this happens all the time they're not even going to suspend him he might have stepped away from the team for a second there was a little weird press conference there was an apology and i anticipate a christmas card of the two within a month or two you're, you're not going to get it because you're already off the bandwagon but this team has way too much talent way too much on the line to let anything like this get in the way this isn't going to be even the slightest hiccup. This team is locked and loaded to be dominant, awesome, and improve with both youth and and the veteran ship of this. Like it's just this team is awesome. This team is so good and is going to be so much better. The other thing is, is this completely tanks all of Draymond Green's trade value, in my opinion. I don't think he has any value on any other team but this team. I think the only team that could really benefit from him is, is this team. They'll get over it. It seems like they already have. Maybe they move on from pool. That seems like a silly decision if you ask me, but I'm not worried about this. I don't really have a big problem with this. You seem to think this is unbelievably egregious that they're not even going to suspend him. Uh, what, what do you want to do, Commissioner? Who Step in and, and, and tell me what you want to do. Shocked, shocked that the Warriors didn't suspend him a single game. I mean, the, he, he stepped away from the team for a little bit mutually, I guess. Uh, and I don't, that doesn't really seem like a punishment at all uh, you know, for, for either of them. Uh, I'm surprised the league didn't come in and say, "Hey, are you actually going to punish this guy? Uh, you know, you punch another player in the in the face." If this had, I've seen way less in actual basketball games where guys are just shoving each other, and easily you at least get a one game suspension. And this was a clear, you know, wound up, hit him right right in the face. I don't think Poole was uh was really really expecting it. Uh, and I think that 
the uh, seems to be just a lot of people are just going right to, ah, well, you know, but the team's going to be fine and going right into this. It's just like, well, hold on, hold on here. A guy in power, Draymond Green, who has won multiple championships, has been with the Warriors his whole career, punches this guy that, you know, won a championship last year, but is like a young guy, does not have the power, and just, I've ever talked like, ah, well, you know, when you deal with Draymond, there's like a, you know, a Draymond hazing, you know, kind of thing. Like, you just have to, you have to deal with that. Like, wait, what? Like, this is 2022. Like, that, that's not how we talk anymore. Of like, ah, yeah, you got to get hazed. You just, you know, you got to deal with it. Yeah, Draymond's a jerk, but, you know, you just have to power through. No, no, you don't have to do that because you're a member of this team, just like everybody else. And I just, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't believe that the the team, the league, no one said, hey, we should probably punish this guy, uh, you know, for for a punch. And the bigger issue to them was, well, oh, how did this, how did this get out? We really need to punish that person. It's gonna be wild to me that when they find the guy, the guy that leaked the video will be fired, but the guy that actually committed the the act was like, this is why this actually happened. No penalty at all. Well, I guess I shouldn't say no penalty at all. They uh, said it'd be handled internally and uh, that he was fined, but I have not heard a uh, heard a number. Um, and I think that you you got to take responsibility and you know clearly the warriors only care about winning they don't care about people so all right good good to know going forward well i think i want to bet on the team that only cares about winning i maybe don't want to work for them but i do want to bet on them you don't want to support them that's fine but they're they're playing they're doing everything they're doing to win a championship i i think that we've we've seen uh for a little while now, when that happens, uh, sooner or later, something comes out that you can't just uh, sweep under the rug, and it becomes a bigger issue. Well, luckily, Draymond doesn't have any history of any unusual behavior, and he's completely cooperative. He's never been suspended before or had any high technical accounts. Yeah, why, is, why, is everyone, why is everyone so afraid to punish uh, Draymond Green? The referees? Oh, management? This is not his first time. I, I think if this is the first time, it might be it might be a little bit different. I still think you should be penalized, but I think that's why I was going for 15 games because he's done this on the court before, and uh, there, there's a history. He's a habitual line stepper. I do think it hurts his credibility to, to some degree, where the value he might have, the advantage he might have had in previous seasons, I don't think he'll have going into this year. I think there's even a more distinct dislikability that he has now put on himself that he's going to have a really hard time shaking off and then the funny part about it is that he's going to get less calls this year and get even more teased because of it because he's he's just I, I think it's going to add up this year where he isn't going to be treated the same way he has been in the past I think you're going to get what you want in his treatment throughout the season from the refs this year at least I just don't I think this, when I see it this I isn't that big be, of a uh... deal man I just don't think it's it's it sucks. It's not you hope it you hope it doesn't happen. Nobody wants to be in the situation, but I I don't think it's as dire as, as as you're making it. I think anytime someone gets punched in the face at work, it 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 can't just not be a big deal. Well, I think it'll still be a must watch team this year. I'm very excited. Have high expectations. They're going to be the yeah, one I'll be, seed in the uh, West. I won't be rooting for them uh, for them a lot this year, but I'll be rooting for the Warriors tonight. So, uh, all right. With that being said, how about we talk about some of our must watch teams of the year? Any team we haven't really touched on that you think we really should be tuning in for? I mean, I wrote down the uh, down the Pelicans, but we kind of 
we've really kind of kind of hammered home and i'm just all right what, what about you know, i've already put my money where my mouth is on that one where i'm watching preseason pelicans game because i want to watch i want to watch zion i'm trying to see if there's there's anybody else um what about what about brooklyn just for the the fascination of it i don't think we really talked too much about them we didn't talk too much about cleveland and denver like what what about any of them? Or really, any team? Cleveland doesn't. Cleveland doesn't interest me at all. Uh, the Nets. I just don't know if that's going to be fun. Like it should be fun. Kyrie <laughs> and Durant are just awesome individual players. But then you kind of put Simmons in there and just I don't, I don't know. I can almost see it. You know, not as bad as the what it seems like the Russell Westbrook situation is in uh, L.A. But just like ooh, I can tell, there's bad body language on TV. Like oh, this is these guys are not having fun, so I'm not having fun. Uh, what about a team like Atlanta or Miami or Dallas? Are these fun teams to watch this year? Or are these teams that are going to fall down by 20 and then claw their way back by the end of games? Uh, I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, more, more of Luca, you know, kind of see, he, you know, he played in uh, Euro basketball and, uh, you know, some sometimes over the summer he's had some issues with uh, staying in shape. So if he can come in uh, in better shape and really jump on top of things, you know, we didn't really talk about him for MVP. But if he comes out swinging, he's definitely a guy that you can see going on a three-week just supernova. Oh my God, did you see what Luca did last night? Oh yeah, he had 44 and 10 and 12. It's like no, 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 that was two nights ago. I'm talking about last night. Like oh wait, what what did he do last night? So. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll try to get some more uh, more Dallas on my uh, on, my, on my viewing schedule. I, I got Dallas at ten. I don't think they're going to be able to do it this year. I've just given more credit to a lot of the other teams in the league. I don't like the moves they've made, even with getting. Uh, you have them at ten. I have a ten. Whoa, just barely making the play-in. Oh, I, I don't think I quite. I, I think I was. It's it's hard when you're listing them off to kind of try to look at my list. No, I have I have three. So I guess that's a. Uh, a big uh, difference, similar to the the might even bigger the yeah, it's bigger than the Denver uh, Grizzlies one. I I have them at ten. I have Sacramento at nine. I have the Lakers at eight. Phoenix at seven. Memphis at six. Minnesota at five. New Orleans at four. Clippers at three. Denver at two. And the Warriors at one. Those are the teams I have ahead of them. The only teams I have behind Dallas are the Spurs at eleven. Houston at twelve. Portland at thirteen. OKC at fourteen. And Utah at fifteen. I don't think the Dallas teams who it's just Luca. All right. So like, this is just a show that he's going to be able to put on every year. The, the team's not better. Yeah, he doesn't have any so. help. I think so. Yeah. I Look, I'm all for it. I, I just, I don't think it's something you should be able to make a diet on against the teams that I just me- mentioned here. I don't think, I just think other teams are going to be able to compete with it this year. And then I also think they're going to be ready for it. Like that defense in Dallas is, is the real, I could be completely wrong. If they come out and have a, have a, end up having a top five defense like they have had in the past, which every year to me is just show, is so shocking because Luke is not even like the greatest defender either. He's just able to control the entire offense and then four guys on the other end are able to k- control the defense. I don't know how they've done that in past years. If they're continuing to do that, sure, I think they can. I, I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they're going to do it again. So I'm kind of out on it. And offensively, this team, they don't get – I don't know what the right guy is to play with Luka. Brunson, I don't think, was the right guy. I think he was the just closest replacement you could have done on a poor man's diet, and that worked for what they were trying to do, where they didn't have to make a drastic adjustment. But I don't think they found the right – like, who who would you pair Luca with if you could pair him with anybody? Because I don't think they found well, that guy yet. Well, they just signed uh, Campazzo 
uh, you know, old uh, Euro uh, running mates. So maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the trick. I, I heard so much. Thirty-one dr- years young, five ten. I, I thought was, I thought it was going to be Drogic for so many years here, and that seemed to never ever pair out from uh, a similar situation. But I'm not sure who it is. I think if anything, they may turn into a tanking team for Wansayama. I think that's going to happen for a lot of teams. It's got to go really no, bad. No though. way with Luca. I, I think Luca is at a level that it just like you said, like he's barely got any help. Just like him alone, he's just going to will this team to the to the playoffs. I, I I could see it. I'm not doubting him. I just I don't think he has enough help. But I think I'm giving credit to other teams that have other good player twos. Like who's the second best player on the team? Dinwiddie. Okay, and that's better than. Yeah, no, I, it's not. It's just not better. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not altering yeah. on this. It's it's rough. All right, it, it bow down to Luca. He's awesome. He's amazing. He's great. But they haven't done anything to help him. And and if he's able to just keep doing all this, I get that. I guess that's they a reason. Were, they were a four seed last year. I mean, they lost Brunson, but. It feels like he's almost been punished for overachieving every year where they've done nothing to help him because he's had so much success with them not doing anything to help him. It's like, well, we don't need to do anything. He seems to do it all on his own. It's fine. We'll just do our best every year, and it'll be fine. I don't think it's good enough. I think if this is a, any other disgruntled player, that, that he'd be like, hey, this sucks. I mean, listen, listen to the guys that have been complaining of the, of the past couple of years. Kyrie and Kevin Durant were complaining that they wanted James Harden. And Luca's complaining about nothing? Do you see like the difference between that? Like those are apples and oranges of, of what rosters we're building here and the, the value we're putting into the team around you. It's completely different. I think they've they've tried to do things. They brought in Porzingis and that didn't work. And so then when you gotta when you make a major move like that, you just can't undo a major move. You gotta make medium and small a bunch of those moves to then get back almost to to, to zero to then make the next big move. And so I, I don't think that they're just say I don't think Cubans over there going, and uh, we're, we're we're pretty much good. I think that they're trying to do things. It just hasn't hasn't worked out yet. Really, so what they're hoping. Really, what sucks is they're still paying the price for the Przingis trade. They lost that trade. That was a bad deal. That was the one good thing the Knicks have probably done in recent years. And it's it's unfortunate for Przingis overall. But I think if anything, it just shows you that Luca's maybe not the easiest guy to play with, or at least that wasn't the right guy to put with him at all. Uh, but I, I'm I'm low on them. I don't. I think they're still gonna be so so fun to watch though. Lucas Luca Magic is awesome, but it's mm-hmm. just the, it's Luca versus the world. There's no one helping him. You're telling me Spencer Dinwiddie as the number two is gonna be enough to get these guys to a four seed? Yeah, I don't know. I I got a hard time seeing that. Uh, all three. Right. I've met three. Whew. Warriors, Grizzlies, Mavs. Yeah, so you think that is you think that's better than Ingram and Zion in New Orleans? You think that's better than Kawhi and Paul George? You, you can that? say the names. It's easy to say the names, and oh, you know, those names sound right. But Yo- they, they had those names, you know, before, and it, it didn't it didn't work out. I love it. I really love it. I, I like that. That's a fun take. I think this is going to be a, a a weird story, especially if Luca just comes out firing in the first games and they just start out eight and zero. It's like, oh yeah, look at this. He told you this is this is this is awesome. This is amazing. But eighty-two games is a long way to go, and I think he's going to be burned out by the time they get to the playing game. He could easily still win the playing game. Like, they could be a ten seed and still win in the first round. If there's any injuries, if there's a if there's a one seed that limps into the one seed, they get some awful injury at the last second here, and Luca comes in as an eight seed. 
is that not the storyline you can see happening? That's that's what I think their best case scenario for the season is. But I don't see them finishing that high. That, that's that's crazy to me. Uh, any other all right, any other teams you want to get into? Maybe other tanking teams that you think are just completely going to go in the wrong direction? Like who is going to want these high draft picks this year? Who's really going to be going for it? Rockets and Thunder. I think yeah. they're filled with young guys, and it's not a – well, I mean, we all know that they're, that they're tanking, but it's like you see the guys out there, and it's like, oh, man, yeah, those, those guys are playing the best they can. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're putting up points, but you know what? It's not more points than the other team. I think it's actually going to end up being Indiana and Utah. I have Washington at 14. I could see that going just fire sale, everybody. That, you- that, Utah's got to get rid of the other guys. And I'm wondering, uh, I, I guess I, I kind of going against myself with the, the Thunder portion of this, but Utah is getting a bunch of, fir- or they have a bunch of first round picks. So if they aren't awful, terrible, bad, you know, they could actually pair some picks and pair some things together and, you know, rebuild this team differently where some of the other teams is like their only option is the bottom out. So uh, I, they still have Conley there. They still have Jordan Clarkson there. Those are uh, they still have uh, Bogdan, or they they, they they trade him. Bogdan is in Detroit now, right? Okay, they they, they do trade him. So it's like it, it's all assumed that they're going to trade those guys. But it's interesting that you know the season starts tonight and they haven't yet. So you know, what are they telling these guys? The last I heard is that they uh, told Conley like, "Hey, you're staying here." I don't know how much of that is true or not, but. I just don't know if you have a couple of good guys, you know, veterans like that, you know, how you completely just bottom out on the, like, we're very terrible. I think there's 20 teams that think they could win a championship this year, and all 20 of them will be interested in trading for everyone on Utah. That's, there's just some nice little last-second additions Maybe that's what here. Danny is, uh, you know, factoring in, saying, hey, you know what? That's what you want for Connolly now. We'll, we'll see what you're saying, you know, at, uh, at the deadline. All right, that's uh, that's going to be our NBA little kind of prediction podcast here. There's a couple things I want to get into on top of that. Uh, did you want to talk little. about? That's a mega. That's a mega podcast. What are you talking about? Uh, it's a big season, right? This is one week. So it's... Mega, yeah. Don't call it a little. That, that That's mega. All right, fine. Mega. I'm not done yet. I, w- I want to go more. I want to. Did you watch the Redeem Team, the Redeem Team documentary on Netflix? Of course I watched the Redeem Team documentary. I didn't like it. You I didn't look, like right, it. Look, was it right. because America won? Are you anti-America? All right. I first of all, the Kobe stuff is awesome. I, I'm not hating on that. If anything, that was the most emotional part of it all. Of just seeing him and the daughter, just everything is just is rough. Right? I was a mess. That wasn't good. That, that not my. You know, pull the curtains down. Got to hide away from that day. All right. That that was hard. But I thought they did a bad job representing the international game, and it really kind of kicking everyone's ass as well as kind of setting a tone for the way basketball is played today. Like they beat, like they're, they're kicking, they, they, they beat everyone's ass doing high pick and roll. What What is the NBA now? It's just high pick and roll. That's all we do now. And that's what they got their ass kicked and almost lost a game for if Kobe doesn't go crazy there. I, I completely, totally undersold how good the Gasol brothers were. I, I think they made such a big deal on the attack of it. I also think they disrespected Mono Ginobili drastically. This guy's won how many NBA championships? And they're still like, Dwayne Wade's like, yeah, there's no way I was ever going to think this guy was better than me. It's like, yeah, well, how many rings does this guy need to have for him to say, there's no way I think you are ever going to be better than me? And then he kicks your ass in the uh, in the FIBA tournament over here too? It, it just, just little 
little things I don't think they really got into. I, I also think that there was, and ironically, way too much Carlos Boozer. Did he even play on the roster? <laughs> Whoa, I will not take any Carlos Boozer slander here. I, look, he was nice, one of the guys nice guy. that played on the on the on the, the the team before. I thought it was important to get his perspective. Look, like, nice one guy. Of the, one of the older guys actually under, understood it. All right, I'll give you this. Nice guy, and as well him being a, a Coach K kind of a, a alum, essentially with with all of that that. I think gives you even more perspective of him being familiar with that side, being familiar with some of the other guys, as well as he was he was a good player at this point in time too. I, I think it's it's aged maybe a little poorly, but he was he was a good player. There's a reason he was on the team. There's a reason he got the invite. I just I just thought they gave him a little too much interview time in the in, in the broadcast here. But you know that that's fine. Coach K was great. Really really liked that. I thought the the, the Colin stuff with the you know hearing his history and, and and seeing how much that impacted everybody and the, the respect that they showed at the end. I was all for that, but. Overall, I just thought that this was a team that was really just miss just just bad rosters put together prior to this, and this was a roster that was just a little bit better put together. And and I don't think it really has a whole lot to do with the the culture, and you know it took four years to put it all together and all of that. I don't think that really has a whole lot to do with the round beyond just finding guys that are willing to play with one another, and they didn't have that in those years prior. They had a bunch of selfish guys, and. That's that's fine. All right, you got you got any takes on this, or if you want to just pick apart everything, <laughs> that's that's mine. <laughs> well, I think it, it was only an hour and a half. I, I when it was initially announced, I assumed it was going to be more like, and maybe we we're just getting getting spoiled here. It was going to be more like the Jordan documentary, and we were going to get you know multiple parts. You know, it was going to be six hour and a half, and you know, like almost you know, the, like the whole first one was going to basically be all about the you know the team before. And instead, it just they had to scrunch it all in. Uh, I, I overall, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's the, uh, you know, 2012, you know, I'm, you know, just getting into uh, getting into college. So, you know, it's just uh, or it's uh, 2008. It's 2008. You know, we're just getting into, uh, you know, just just getting in, into college, uh, you know, so Celtics have just won the uh, won, won the championship. So like basketball is like very high. Uh, I just wish they had interviewed there were there were more people, and I think that might have been a you know might have had to cut for time. But uh, you know I, I I totally get it's LeBron. I think it was like what LeBron and Wade's uh, production company. So they're like the main ones, and like they're like the most famous. But there were a lot of other guys that are even still playing today. Uh, I don't think Kevin Love was in there at all. Chris Paul wasn't in there. Um, very, you know, very little Paul. Brought, very very little. Uh, you know. Uh, there, there are a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, other guys that I think could have been interviewed. Uh, you know, they did interview uh, Coach K, but there are other premier coaches that I think could have, and maybe it's just it, it was for time. But I think there could have been, uh, you know, just more, more. Uh, so I, I just, I just want, yeah, I just wanted more of it. I wish. Well, look, the best part about the Dream Team stuff was the off the court stuff of watching. Guys on the bus making jokes. Guys playing cards, playing jo- like that was the fun thing about the Jordan documentary. Seeing a lot of locker rooms, like seeing him play the, the quarter gambling game with the staff member of the the stadium faculty, like that. I thought we would get a little bit more stuff out of that, and and I understand I'm not revealing of it, but I thought that was the whole point of this was to be revealing. It's 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 fine retelling a story. You just reveal a little bit more stuff to get. I need some juicy stuff, right? Give give me some gossip, right? They, this is made for me. This is supposed to be a recap of this awesome story. You're supposed to make it all sound all legendary, and they did that some to some degree. But I wanted a little bit more gossip. I wanted a little bit more behind the scenes. 
I think it's a fun era. I thought this they should have. This is where why it they... was supposed to be where um, the the big three in Miami why... like kind of came together. Where is that in the podcast? We we can't talk about that. That's tampering. What, what it's it's happened already. Let's just tell tell us how it really happened. Like what? And it's the... not tampering. Okay. It's not tampering when it's players. Players are allowed to talk to each other. It's owners and coaches. It's like the front office can't comment on other teams players but there, there's no rule that players can't talk to each other then, then what was the reason to omit that from the documentary what is the refusal the denial of, of, of saying I that's think, how it happened yeah i think that they were missing a lot of uh, really cool stuff about it and maybe they did it too early you know it's only 14 years ago maybe you got to wait until all of these guys are retired and it's you know 25 30 years ago like it's an awesome team. It's a really talented team. It's 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 a fine documentary. It's 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 okay. If you, the Kobe stuff is worth watching. I can recommend it alone for that. If you if you want to see Coach K swear a lot, I feel like any any segment. They, I mean, I'm sure he's a he's an actor swearer already. You could just tell with his personality and the way he talks. But it felt like they found every clip he's possible. A coach. They found every clip possible to be like, no, no, no. There's endless Coach K stuff, but let's get the footage with him early. Let's let's get the cussing now. Let's just just so everyone thinks like this is some. You know, this is a coach, like you said. Yeah, this, this is. I think there's a different perception of that, but I, I like that they did that, and I thought he was really good. I thought he was truly authentic and did a, an excellent job throughout all of it. So if you want to get in on that kind of stuff, I, I can recommend the documentary. But show some love for the international team. All right, I, I'm ready for. Let's see the Spain documentary. Well, it wasn't called the international team documentary. It was the redeem team documentary. You all right, know, yeah. they, they got to do their own. Okay, yeah. So they won. Let's give the credit where they do to give the credit to what they defeated. I thought they did a poor job of that. I think that's going to that have to be a different documentary. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know what? That's the way these documentaries work now. You know, they, you, they do one, and then seven other networks do the same thing, and they just sprinkle them out you know, one year at a time here. So we'll probably get at least three more takes of the same exact story, and maybe four on the fourth one, they'll, they'll give us all the content we want or at least enough uh, bad rumors that we'll be satisfied with. So <laughs> that's... That's that. I, and I think I, it'll have to be about the other team because Wade and LeBron won't agree to it because it's not going to be their production company, so it's not money right in their pockets. So it's like, okay, we can't get these guys. All right, who else can? Oh, we we can get the international guys. The that's what we can pay. That's what we can afford. Yeah, man. Who knows? Uh, it is a uh, a Netflix streaming service, so if you don't want to go watch it, it's on Netflix. Uh, speaking of Netflix, Netflix is actually going to be adding. A cheaper ad-supported option for your plan. So if you would like to save a little bit of money and have a similar, possibly Hulu account, it's now competing directly with that. There will be ads in between. It seems like such a backwards thing for a company that was said no commercials, you know, rent it all, blah blah blah. I guess it just makes money though, right? That's the whole reason of this. This is an option to make money off people that feel like it's too expensive, and now this is an option to make money. So. I, I am almost against it to some degree, but if this is an option for someone, it's it's not an option for me. I want no commercials in every way. I think the whole point of paying for it is to have no commercials. So that's that's my take on it. I, I, what, do, what do you think? Are you, you interested in this option, or are you going to go with the commercial free? Uh, I, I already have the, uh, the the commercial free, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. But I mean, this is just a typical, or you know, just a real good business move of all right, we charge this much. We are missing out on people that are willing to pay uh, a lesser amount. We just don't get any money from them. So if you have an option that, hey, we you can pay a little bit less or you're willing to watch commercials, that is more revenue. And that is capitalism right there, that Netflix has to continue to get more subscribers, 
or has to increase the revenue in other ways. And this is a way for them to uh, increase the revenue in other ways. So I think you're going to see more things like this across uh, across the board. All right, not shocked by any of that. Uh, any shocking results can happen tonight? We got about 90 seconds right now. Philly, Boston. Uh, Lakers. Yankees just uh, won, so they'll be going against uh, Astros. So I hope the Astros got their trash cans ready. But I think the uh, the, the Celtics are going to take care of Philly, and I think the Warriors are going to absolutely destroy the Lakers. Yeah, the Warriors are going to destroy the Lakers. That's that's a lock. I I feel good about that one. I don't feel so great about Boston. It'd be great. I hope we get a good game, though. I'm excited for the NBA. The season's here. We're going to be talking more about it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Make sure you subscribe and follow us to all your streaming platforms, Spotify, wherever you find us, Facebook, little column A, little column B. We're out there. And we'll be back talking more football, more basketball. We're going to continue to do our picks every week, at least as long as I'm winning. You know, Maybe if I start losing, we'll cut it out at the end there and just start talking nothing but basketball. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a spectacular NBA season. I feel thousand percent about all my picks it's exactly what's going to happen there's no way it goes any other way so you heard it here first 10 seconds for out anything you want to add for the people go sees go sees we'll be back little column a little column b